What is going on, everybody? And welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. Um, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit here. We had some some issues entering the podcast. Uh, I wanted to roll with my Scottish accent, um, but it was probably probably shut down by uh, Aiden and Daniel. I thought he was doing scouts. Yeah, me it too, was, bro. It, the thing is, it was Scottish. I thought he was then doing the big Liz in- accent, bro. What? <laughs> It What's was Scottish, on, but then when you guys interrupted, I lost track of um, where I was in the world, and it, it became scouse. No, but there was, uh, it was a terrible scouse. You'll never hear that. Um, all right. I'm so sorry. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm just reeling. Are you serious? You'll never hear that. Are you serious? I, I, I believe serious? the audio has been deleted. Are you serious? Seriously, Zach? No. Jeez. Okay, well, let's all of us scouses calm down and get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, boys. I'm so sorry for all our listeners who have to who have to to deal with this nonsense. I would swear, but uh, this is a all right. Let's show. carry on. Right, yeah, let's carry on. Yeah, I mean, if we hadn't like tried to start this podcast like two or three times already, I would say we should just restart. But uh, we're just gonna end up rolling with this uh, for now. Uh, as usual, um, I'm joined by my co-hosts uh, Hayden Anderson. Um, what's up, everyone? Um, I'm so sorry to have bloodied your ears uh, in the manner that we did but hopefully the rest of the podcast will be enjoyable luke johnson hello everybody our norway fans and um was it norway you got it right thank you we evolve and we learn and we improve just like this podcast just like unlike united Let's not talk about them. They do not deserve our Next attention. question. Zach, we've had our uh, turns. And Daniel Pike. Yeah, what's up, everybody? I think this is probably the first time I've been introduced without a roast from either Hayden or Zach. So we, we're making major progress in the podcast at the moment. I mean... This is a lovely, lovely pro. You see, the only reason lives. we're giving you a moment of respite is because Harry Kane actually scored a goal. So... Um, yeah, Harry and Zach can't roast me because we're currently above United in the table right now. So, Harry Scani. Zach is Zach. Are you going to take that? Are you going to take that? I mean, I don't know why I would have to take that, considering um, my allegiance to Manchester United is growing thin by the day. <laughs> uh, Zach, you fake fan. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fake fan. Uh, don't be a plastic. I don't know. Watch. I question, guys. I question my life choices. Bruno Fernandes. Watch next is actually going to be supporting Newcastle. <laughs> I thought we all supported Newcastle, bro. And like you see, unlike you, Luke, I, I'm lucky enough to support a team of winners, and the team of the future Mbappe. Ballon d'Or Ooh. winner, uh, Mohamed Salah. Mohamed. Indeed. Fine, yeah. I'll, I will. Um, I'll allow it for this week. I'll <laughs> allow it for did, this week. Uh, oh, did Oli Skip play today? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, so uh, the, your your theory your theory is incorrect, Luke. Tottenham managed it, to win a game with Oli Skip in their yeah, team. but I mean, Oli Skip uh, is it was against Newcastle. He really is. I don't know what Luke's <laughs> problem with him is like. I was gonna say Zach, bro. It's Newcastle. Um, I mean, and we have to also consider that in the process. Sorry, sorry, Luke, but we have to consider that in the process of that victory, someone literally had a heart attack. So I think (laughs) that that says says all it needs to. Can I make that joke? Is that too much? 
Hayden, I think if you didn't bring if, that let's up roll and you it. just left it, we would have been fine either way. <laughs> I mean, if that if he's alive, then it's chill. If he's potentially yeah, not no, he, alive, he's alive then... and responsive. So <laughs> also, okay, was it okay, a lovely, he? Lovely. Are we sure it was a he? Yeah. Dan, why are you always the one that watches flipping people having heart attacks, bro? Bro, yeah. He like a heart attack watch, game. dog. <laughs> Eric Erickson, I was just chilling. This guy's like, hey, what's going on, man? Erickson's down. This guy's got a flipping heart attack or something. <laughs> now he reported this one too. You the Fabrizio of, of heart attacks. Heart attacks. Fabrizio, you the Fabrizio it of heart like attacks. seems like it, bro. I'm always on edge here watching these football games. <laughs> Scary stuff. I think the secret is, Zach, um, That's Daniel crazy. needs to stop watching football. <laughs> And then people, people, Maybe. people will be a lot more safe. Well, hey, both of them have yeah. survived, so uh, you know my my record's clean at this point. It sounded like quite a hectic game. Like I saw Newcastle had scored in the like second minute, that blew my mind. Then someone had a heart attack, and then Harry Kane scored, and I don't know which one had the the lowest probability. But um, <laughs> I mean, I know it had the highest probability, and that was Jonathan <laughs> Shelby getting sent off after twenty-three minutes. Listen, that game had everything the under the sun. They scored in the first six Jonathan minutes, Shelby. I think it was. The stadium erupted. The new owners were like, "Yes, how can I say it?" Running around, kicking Hello, their heels together, and then we came back and scored three goals. <laughs> and then later, at the at the end of the at the end of the game, Eric Dyer scored a comical own goal. Like, I really have to you see don't get. Goal. Was it with his head? It was the biggest. It was going to be with his head, but then it turned out to be with like his chin and knee. What? So it <laughs> what? was. How? That sounds Excuse like me? um, some Phil Jones type of description. It reminds Bro, me. It was. It reminds me of that goal that uh, Alex Witzel scored. Don't bring up for, his name. Was it Alex Witzel for Belgium in the 2018 World Cup? Where? Axel yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Like literally. Hit it against the bar, hit his face, went in. That was Bashwai. I'm so sorry. I just knew he was from, from Belgium. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hayden's talking about the, the, the goal uh, that Vitzel scored. Bashwai scored, and then when he celebrated, he kicked yeah. the ball into the post <laughs> in his face. <laughs> so there's two different Belgian players who <laughs> have been hit in the face. Of the wow. But yeah, anyways, that, um, Dan did manage to uh, get out this week without getting him. Hayden had a great week. Uh, Madrid boys didn't play. Um, and Zach, I don't think you knew that you were going to get away with this with this fat L to Leicester. Um, Oli in, Oli out. I, I, I don't even I don't even know what to say anymore of this team. You don't know what to say um, anymore. What went fundamentally uh, wrong? Because it looked like it was pretty uh, equal until like you know the eighty something. No, 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 no. When Man United was crazy. two up. Let's not forget that Oli blew a two 0 lead. Oof. Uh, um, that's a questionable <laughs> statement. There, Next Aiden. question. That's a very questionable statement. Uh, United were not oh, two, two one. Uh, was it two one? Uh, <laughs> no, United. No. Were they trading for the whole game? United. I. So I'm gonna be honest. This was the first uh, Manchester United League game that I have not watched in over two years. Wow. And, oh, that's, and look that's what happened. That's fake. It's not fan. really because United. It's not really because of United performances recently it's mainly because like life has just been crazy so yeah do you hear that ladies you know, I, zach's loyal <laughs> you can hear it you hear it here first <laughs> if you can watch every league match for the last two years he can treat you right <laughs> yeah but um i ended up watching the highlights and uh united actually won no up um oh yes i am sorry and uh, like this was a it was just a classic game like 
Like, this is a classic United performance under Oli. It included banger goals, you know, Bangs. Greenwood's goal. Like, have you, did you guys see that? No. Greenwood, 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 I, I Greenwood, Greenwood Greenwood slays. Uh, Greenwood's goal. It, was, it was magnificent. The Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, he picks up the goal, well, picks up the ball on the right, cuts inside, bangs it into the top left corner. Uh, there's comical mistakes. Uh, Harry Maguire, like, passing the ball to Leicester City. Hazard. I think it was Harry Maguire a, it, defending. I can't remember. Was it a corner or a free kick or something? But just this marking was atrocious. <laughs> it was comically bad. Yeah, I think that was the second goal. Yeah, was, that was the second goal. So Harry Maguire just had a bad day in general. Yeah. Um, yeah I've been seeing memes but yeah, about... Yeah, they had great um, opponents. Leicester City. Harry Maguire that he was waiting for and got intercepted. Future number four. What are they now? Yeah, Let's see. Uh, Let's see the table. Uh, Man United like this game. Just ha- I will admit, this game did have some unreal goals. Like Telemans' goal was great. Uh, Vardy's goal was great. We've mentioned Greenwood's goal. Rashford, Rashford coming back from injury. Like there's at least some positive. That's a positive. Um, How did our board number seven do? I mean, the best in the world, the goat. How was he not able to carry this one? When has Ronaldo ever been able to carry uh, he anything? He plays in Liga, so I, I don't know why he would be He's referring carried four to Champions League for a Manchester United game when he is going to be playing some random uh, collection of farmers this weekend <laughs> in Liga. League. So I don't know why. You hey, Matic started in this comp. <laughs> you know what? Your that's probably the reason why we lost. Like, do you know what? Maybe that's why I didn't no watch Fred? this game because I just didn't feel you like see. watching Matic. Walk around the pitch. You see, this is the this is the problem. There's no Fred. I don't see any Fred here, and you guys lost. Hey Zach, it must be, it must be a sign. Maybe we maybe we not so um, against the grain for backing our boy Fred. You know, or it could be Lindelof. Those are pretty sus characters in this in this uh, game. <laughs> he, he did have a great assist though to for Rashford's goal. Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like, that's one thing Lindelof does bring. His passing is actually pretty good. Like during the dark days of us not having a DM last season, I considered whether we should play Lindelof as a DM because his passing is fairly decent and he wow. can actually kind of defend. That's it. So that that just tells you everything you need to know about yeah. what I think about this United team. Man's down there. I wish someone would send me a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Message us, message us on uh, the two cents footy. <laughs> DM, hit Hayden up. We've got Hayden who's yeah, looking for DMs. Zach who's loyal F. I don't know about Dan. <laughs> what? What's popping down? We've got we've got a connection for uh, some free smoothies. And <laughs> aqua. <laughs> no way, hit us up. And agua. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, the the purpose of this episode uh, was that we were gonna come here. And give our and speak biggest Scalzer. surprises of the season so far. We are eight games into the season. I think Arsenal and who are they playing? Crystal Palace. Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Yeah. So those teams have played. Those two teams have played seven games. So you know, it is what it is. But um, we're just going to give our biggest surprises. You know, it can be a player, it can be a manager, it can be a team, it can be. Uh, anything really. So uh, let's start with Daniel Pike. Uh, what is your biggest surprise, mate? Um, 
My biggest surprise has to go to um, Brighton's performance. Like, I back Graham Potter. I have been backing Graham Potter. But this is just unbelievable for them to be number four on the table at the moment. He's a pothead. I'm, 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 com- I'm a complete pothead, bro. <laughs> Graham Potter is sensational. Like, Thomas Tuchel is good. Graham Potter <laughs> is the goat. What? <laughs> You heard it here first in the podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I love I love Graham Potter. Potter over Tuchel. Like... Every day of the week. Oh! What? Excuse me? Hickers. TikTok, you heard it here first. <laughs> Daniel Pike says Graham Potter is a better manager than I'm Thomas so Tuchel. I'm confused. I don't know how to respond. Brighton are fourth in the league with some brand named Duffy scoring hey. goals for them. Like Don't you Compared to flipping Chelsea with the most stacked midfield, 10 players behind the ball, it's, yeah, anyway. Dan, I, I, don't, I don't feel any surprise when you, when you said that. I mean, all. Chelsea have also played, like, a, have, have a very difficult fixture run. And they're top of the league By at the point. moment. Mm. They also won the Champions League last season. So, you know, maybe, you know, they really are that good. <laughs> also, this wasn't about Chelsea. It was about Brighton and Daniel. So, sorry, Dan. Get back to your... Uh, no, it's cool. It's just that simple. Points. You know, like, I'm, I'm romancing with, the, with Brighton <laughs> right now. So... Uh, romancing. <laughs> yeah. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs might get a little bit jealous. Um, and we might be in a little bit of trouble there. Come halfway through the season if we if we drop again, but yeah, Brighton is, is looking Brighton great at the moment. Albion. Do you think uh, Spurs should have gone after Graham Potter in the summer instead of Nuno? <coughs> Bro, if we got that right, jeez, that would have been crazy, absolutely crazy. I mean, it's not that Nuno is a bad manager. I will say he's been handed luck. So many foul, like, how can I say it? Incidents, players being being ineligible, like, he hasn't had a lot to work with. So, and I mean, I, I'd, I'd say that, like, it's applaudable that we're sitting um, in fifth position right now with all the havoc that's gone with, like, ineligible players, injuries, and whatever. Mm. I think I, I sent you guys that post with, uh, um, <clears throat> this morning of how many players were, like, either ineligible or um, yeah. had... Um, Tested positive for COVID. Thankfully, um, those are false positive tests, and we had Son and Brian Hill, I think it was, in our false team. Positive. But yeah, so but Graham Potter, an absolute legend, absolute unit. How is the Tottenham's goal difference? <laughs> but a little bit subpar with a minus three. Well, yeah, it is pretty confusing. Like, <laughs> the fifth team in the Premier League with a minus three goal difference. Yeah, I, wow. I always find it funny how Tottenham were like, Jose Mourinho, we don't like you. You play bad football. Let's get you out of here and get another manager in. Do you know who we'll get in? We'll get in Nuno Espirito Santo, who is mm. like Jose Mourinho, except with no ego. I think the... So the, the problem move. is the media is too on Mourinho's like, uh, too on his tail, because the man he gets results. He doesn't. He gets them in the most unspectacular fashion, but he gets his results, and then everyone's upset with him. And every time he loses, they take the opportunity to just deride him. 
You see, Hayden, the problem is... He's the chosen Mourinho one. Gets, he, Mourinho gets results against the big teams. But if you look at his record, like, I'm pretty sure Spurs were, like, not in a good place last season when they sacked him. Am I right, Dan? Definitely, bro. But I, th- I think I'm thinking yeah. more closely about the, um, the Manchester United sacking. You know, he gets Manchester United at that stage to finish, like, second in the league. And then, you know, he gets sacked. <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's like, wow. Well, United and Tottenham do have different standards. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Tottenham is a business, bro. It's, like, it's not a football team. Like, for Tottenham, finishing second is great. I'd say that would Can be you please just tell me the last time you Manchester United won a trophy? It's not nearly as long as last time Tottenham <laughs> won a trophy. <laughs> Facts. Like, I, I remember, it might have been Daniel Levy, actually. I remember listening to um, a podcast where someone said they were interviewing him and he said, it's be- oh no, it wasn't Daniel Levy. It was actually uh, the Glazers. And um, so actually, this is kind of a roast to myself, but uh, they said that it's better for a team to finish second because if they finish first, they have to pay the team their pon- their bonuses for winning the league. Wow. So it's better financially for a team to finish <laughs> second. I mean, that's probably what Daniel Levy thinks in his mind. Whatever puts Glazers yeah. to sleep at night. That is yeah. your <laughs> problematic, eh? That's deep. It's capitalism for that's you, deep. eh? Uh, but yeah... We've kind of gone off track a bit. We're supposed to talk about biggest surprises, and we've ended up talking about Tottenham United. Uh, but I like your pick, Dan, and I was very close to picking Brighton, but then I realized that one of you was going to pick them. So I decided to pivot mm. to Hayden's arch rivals, Everton, who I believe are currently Hayden. sitting... Are they from the, from the last they eighth? Today. They were fifth. But then obviously they lost to West Ham and they've dropped. Yeah, I did my research before today, so that's a bit awkward. But um, mm. yeah, they, they're eighth, which is not bad. They're, and the underlying numbers are pretty good as well. Um, <laughs> I think in terms of like uh, expected goal difference, they're only behind Liverpool and Man City. And that's generally like a good indicator of where you are. So the fact that they're third in the league is pretty damn good. Uh, I think that Rafa Benitez has got this team playing exactly the way he wants them to play. I think they're near the bottom of the league for like passes completed and possession. So they don't really play attractive football, but they're also like near the top of the league for goals. So they kind of just get stuff done. Um, I don't know. If you look at their players, uh, this, they've got, um, it's been pretty like well distributed, the contributions. Like, I remember, um, I'm sure uh, Dan will remember this as well. Last season, at the beginning of the season, when um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was, like, just on fire. And, like, everyone was, like, Jeez. rushing to get him in the FPL team. Yeah. But he's only scored three goals this season, which isn't bad. Like, three goals in... Um, he's actually had three goals in three games, uh, which is pretty good, actually. But if you look at the other contributors in this team, like, we've got... Um, Andros Townsend, who Crystal Palace just let walk. He's got three goals and two assists. Damari Gray, who was with Leicester, got let go, uh, went to buy Leverkusen and South back in the Premier League. Three goals, one assist. Oof. And then Hayden's FPL MVP, Abdullah Decore. Yes. Who's Abdullah. Su- who somehow like found his Watford form, has got two goals and four assists this season from midfield. 
which is ridiculous. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think there's a chance that this Everton team could finish uh, in the top six. I think that would be a good result for Rafa in his first season with the team. Um, like I mentioned, Calvert Lewin's only played three games this season, and he's a huge part of this team. So if he comes back, uh, you've got Richarlison who, you know, has had to deal with um, not being able to play because of uh, quarantine, going to Brazil. Like that whole interruption will come to the an South end American soon. I don't think we have an international break. So like he'll have time to bait into the team. Like there's a lot to like about this Everton team. You know, except for the flip-flopping um, well, manager. Is there- yeah, I think... Really, only Liverpool fans care about that. I don't think anyone else is like really bothered by him flip flopping because it's not like he went from Liverpool. Yeah, to no, look, if I think about it holistically, of course I understand. I mean, he's, he wanted to be in Liverpool because of his family, whatever. It's just you know, I'm just being salty for salty's sake. And it's not even like they're coming for the title. Like if it were, if it was like a hectic title race, I could understand it as well. But, but yeah, yeah, sorry for interrupting. That's, that's my yeah. Uh, I mean, surprise, I'm, I'm pretty much wrapping up here. Um, Alan has been good as well. Like he's literally uh, a bulldog in their midfield. Just Damn. does nothing but make tackles and interceptions. Like he's been great. He's like Hoybier two point oh, absolute machine. Yeah, like he's Hoybier, but like more aggressive and less willing to pass. Yeah. Like when he was at Napoli, he was a pretty decent progressive passer. Now, like it's just tackles and deceptions. It's just I'm gonna take the ball off you one way or another. Yeah, I pass like Musa Soko. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah, very similar. I mean, Yeri Mina's been decent as well. Now he's not having to take penalties. Uh, we know what happens when he has to take penalties. <laughs> and yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. There, there are not a lot of like star names in this team, but I definitely would not be surprised if they finish in the top six, just because they they have a clearly defined way of playing, unlike United. <laughs> yeah, but that's a story I mean, for, for me, another day. That is, that their is current star would be Andros Townsend. I think he's been absolutely sensational for them. And I'm gonna say that's that's you know I've got nothing against Gray and Decore. I think they've been excellent as well, but I think. Townsend has just been so consistent with his performances lately. And I mean, I, wa- I watched a bit of their game today and he's just so good down that right-hand side. Like, extremely talented. Looks like Zaha almost for that team there. How Zaha kind of like carries that Crystal Palace attack. Yeah. And I mean, like, I like you mentioned, like- Everton's look- been looking like pretty dangerous and pretty pretty great at the moment. And that's without Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison which, you know, not too long ago was their only attacking players. Everyone else was kind of lukewarm. So once those two are out of, you know, quarantine and are, aren't injured anymore and, like, fit to play, everything's going to look crazy. The 30th so, of November yeah, is like, going to be interesting. I understand, your, I understand your pick there. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Hayden. Who's your biggest surprise? So my biggest surprise is just how exceptional Southampton have played this. No, no, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> no, I think. Cap. Okay, I was just looking at some stats now. Uh, this isn't my biggest surprise, but I'm genuinely quite shocked that Jamie Vardy is up there leading the Golden Bull, uh, Golden, Golden Boot race at the, the Golden Ghoul. He scored a banger <laughs> against us yesterday. Like out, first time out of the foot curler, just 
Beautiful. No, I'm just, I'm just genuinely like, I just wasn't paying attention to Jamie Vardy, and so the fact that he's got the same goals as Salah with seven. He'll be United defenders. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But my biggest surprise, quite just quite honestly, is I don't know how Oli or Arteta haven't been sacked as the two nepotism hires. I'm, I'm still just genuinely shocked <laughs> that they still have jobs. No, but do you know what? Sorry, I didn't interrupt you and say that there were. Remember, there was the whole like race between Ole, Arteta, and Lampard, and the one manager that did get sacked was Lampard, and they brought in Tuchel, and then look at what Chelsea have become now. I think really the shocking thing is how, in the modern age, in this era of football, teams hire managers not based on credentials, not based on experience but on the fact that they are popular as players. Like, I'm just thinking, like, in what other field of work <laughs> can you get hired from nostalgia? Mm-hmm. It just, like, it makes no sense. We're going to entrust, like, millions of pounds to a dude just because he played well for us. And, well, in, in Arteta's case, didn't even play that well. Wait, wasn't... Wasn't George Bush, like... Didn't he become the president because his dad was the president? I think there's an element of that. Like, obviously, you have political families in the United States, as you do in every country. And uh, it was just easier for him to get into, like, the GOP and get access to resources. But his dad was president. Yeah. Ooh. What about Steve Nash? Isn't he um, the head coach of the Nets right now? I guess he didn't play for the Nets, but was, like, a, you know, super great player in his day. So... The thing is, I understand that because, like, Steve Nash was a great point guard. Like, he was a... A really good thinker of the game, like he understood the game really well. Potentially one of the greatest uh, passers of all time. Whereas, like Arteta was not like it was like an average player for Arsenal. Like, but look, like at least Ole has like the goal against Bayern in the two thousand Champions League final. What does Arteta well, you have? See, this is the thing, right? It's okay for mediocre players to become managers. I mean, look at Jurgen Klopp. The dude was a terrible player. <clears throat> I mean, look at Jose Mourinho. He's a terrible player. Um, <laughs> But, um, oh man, what, he didn't what play professionally, did he even play, bro? Yeah, didn't Josie play professionally? Was he yeah, like he a never goalkeeper played professionally. or something? No, he never did. Yeah. Heck, no, he never me. did. I'm just spouting out. Not the I just, I just spout fallacies. Well, I mean, if he didn't play professionally, then I suppose you are right in him well, not being a, yeah. a great no, but player. The point is, like, probably the best. I, I mean, what, what's his name? Not Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce actually had a decent career. Uh, Chris Wilder. <laughs> I've played for what, like Newton, whatever. Uh, he's a he's a really good manager. Um, the point is that some of our best managers had pretty terrible or mediocre playing careers, but they just, you know, they um, they they have that particular mindset. They they cultivate those skills and they have a second breath of life in their footballing careers as managers, and they do really well. Uh, obviously, you do have exceptions like uh, Guardiola is a good player for Barca. He's a good manager. Uh, it's looking good for Steven Gerrard, but as in it in Sudan. But I feel like yeah, those are exceptions to the rules. <laughs> I mean, Perlo is a god amongst men, but he was a terrible manager. <laughs> I also think that, like, like, like the Perlo situation is another good example of like managers who just get. Jobs too big, yeah. too soon. Like I think that that's something that is 
going around and happening all too often now. Like managers just know, like I can understand you being, and I won't say that Arteta or Perlo or Ole are, you know, tactical virtuosos, <laughs> but like, even if you are like a really good tactician and you have really good ideas and you have a good philosophy, like having experience, just being able to be a leader of the team and being able to sort out like the social issues that go on behind uh, in the changing rooms, behind closed doors, like being able to orchestrate training sessions, like just the simple everyday things, like having experience doing that definitely helps. And being able to cultivate that experience in a low pressure scenario, like, like Steven Gerrard is doing at Rangers. And I like, no disrespect to the Scottish Premier League, but like the pressure of managing Rangers is not the same as the pressure of managing Chelsea or managing United or managing Juventus, managing Arsenal. Like, it's just not the same. And I think that a lot of these managers would perhaps benefit from taking a step back and just taking the time to cultivate their skills. I think also an extension to that point is when managers get like their dream jobs and these prime positions too soon and they inevitably fail, like what's next? I mean, I think particularly of Frank Lampard. He went from Derby County, manager of Chelsea, his dream job, uh, and he's, now he's been sacked. Okay, what, what's next? What is the next thing for him to do? His whole like managerial career was building up to him managing Chelsea, and then he did, and then he you know got them in the top four, and then he got them, and he got sacked. What else is there left for him in the managerial space? At least with Steven Gerrard, he'll you know he'll manage Newcastle. <laughs> so Dan is going to Newcastle. Don't stress about that. <laughs> it's written in the stars. Actually, yeah, Manchester United should really uh, get on. They should sack Oli really quickly because uh, the window, I think, is closing over there. I want Graham Potter so badly, guys. <laughs> Bro, everyone wants Graham Potter. Potter. Write a letter to the Glazers. The Glaziers. But yeah, that's my... But that, yeah, like I... Surprise, I, I, surprise. Just to finish up on your point, Hayden, um, I like what you mentioned about like what's next for a lot of these managers because, I mean... You've seen it with Perlo. You've seen it with uh, Lampard now. I mean, we'll see what happens with Zidane. Like, but a lot of these managers don't end up actually getting jobs after the big club. Like, it's kind of like they have this like mark against them. They kind of taint it a little bit. It's like, like where do you go from next? Like, you the only reason you're hired by that big club is because of your connection to them. So it's difficult to evaluate how good of a manager yeah, they yeah. really are. You've got to earn your you've got to earn your positions. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. That's Very that's mine. Those are my two cents. Um uh, thanks for that, Hayden. Uh <laughs> and finally, uh Luke, what's your biggest surprise of the season so far? I'm gonna keep it nice and simple. Um, as I told you guys just before we started recording, I'm super surprised by Brentford. I'm actually just surprised in general by I think it was you, Zach, that um you know, in the beginning, like one of our first few episodes, we had spoken about our predictions and the underdogs and who we think is going to underperform, overperform and all that stuff. And I didn't, I like, I had done zero research on Brentford and you were backing them and you're like, nah, they're going to be good. And I was like, this guy's tripping, doesn't know what he's talking about. Brentford definitely going to be in the bottom three yeah, you same, know, from yeah. the get go. And, um, yo, I've been pleasantly surprised. Like, obviously, I'm not sitting every weekend keen as a bean to like watch Brentford. But they're like uh-huh. under G's there, just like slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. 
they, they, I don't know, just they, they started off chowing Arsenal 2-1. That was like a big upset, but then I was like, okay, it's Arsenal. It's the first game week. Like, you know, everyone's just figuring things out. Drew to Aston Villa, which remember, I don't know if you guys remember, I've said we're going to be, um, my big surprise, I thought they're going to be doing a lot better at yeah, this stage. Uh, um, I know it's only been eight game weeks. I know it has only been eight game weeks. Uh, the child wolves. Yeah, but Luke, you were on. Had a red card in that so, game. I'm so sorry, but Luke, you were on this tip of Arsenal being both underdogs and dark horses. I mean, that's correct. They they still are to be. <laughs> Which I mean, you're kind of right. Uh, that's exactly. That's that's. I had the. That's the only thing that I think I could be right about. Um, but yeah, again, that that Brentford Liverpool game three three. That was insane. You know, like scoring three against Liverpool. I know it probably wasn't their first choice team and anything, but you know, Brentford, okay. Uh, beat West Ham, which have been absolutely solid. Child Everton today, who you guys said were very surprisingly good. Um, and then this, this Chelsea game, like I didn't watch it fully, but they were not bad at all. They, like, not too stat pad or anything like that, but they had 17 shots on target. No, they had 17 shots with seven on target compared to Chelsea, the top of the league. With five shots and one on target. Like their second half was absolutely insane. And if it wasn't for potentially one of the most informed goalkeepers in the Prem right now, Mendy. Yeah, Mendy I think Brentford could have won that. It was like, it, it was crazy. It was just one of those like underdog games where these guys just went full force and they, were, they, they weren't that bad. And looking at the Prem now, the table currently they're sitting at ninth with 12 points. And, you know, even if, like, I really thought that they could have pulled out the bag and beaten Chelsea, which put, would have put them at 15 points. Um, Chelsea would have not, uh, been first in the league. They would have had 19 points minus three, what, 16. So literally Brentford could have been one point behind Chelsea at this point in the, in the Prem. So, you know, I know they obviously lost, uh, but it was just, that was just like a, like definitely a big wake up call for me. Like, damn, these guys are actually not as bad as I expected. The second point for that is, again, Zach, you said Leeds weren't going to be crazy. Um, and I thought they were just going to be absolutely bagging goals and, you know, being Leeds, typical Leeds. So that, again, is a bit of a surprise. But on the opposite spectrum, a little bit disappointed. Uh, they have a minus eight goal difference currently. You know, Leeds is known for scoring goals and they've only scored seven in their first eight games. So I'm not 100% sure what's going on there. But yeah, that, that's definitely been my biggest surprise, along with Brentford. Um, that's on a team level, but individually, uh, I forgot which one of you were mentioning Vardy. I think it was Hayden. Yeah. I backed that guy with my life. He's crazy. He's like top tier. Okay. I can't, I can't, uh, use this typical word. Um, uh, but he's, yeah, he's, he's flipping on form. Poophauser. Yes. A poophauser. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's use that for the, for the interim period. Um, he's been amazing. And wow. then obviously Hayden, uh, I'm not gonna, I can't admit this live, but Salah has also been up there, maybe in the top two best in the world at this current oh, stage. So he's gonna, gonna save that. I don't know. I'm right not there. gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, say what two. position I think he is, but he's up there and I will give it to him because, uh, like my Instagram was just absolutely flooded with every single angle that Salah scored that goal versus, um, Watford. It was like, you know, that's, that, just, that doesn't happen often. It's like one of those things that you're going to see on a YouTube compilation. Like, if you didn't see it, you would never know it happened. Or, you know, Salah best goals. And, you know, goal. at the end of his career, that could potentially be one of those on. It yeah, was yeah. insane, you know? So, yeah, he's just been, he's been blowing my mind. Yeah, uh, Luke, you mentioned that Brentford game against Chelsea. 
Yeah. Uh, Brentford actually had 1.5 xG in that game, and Chelsea had 0.3. So Brentford <laughs> literally had five times the expected goals that Chelsea had. So I think they wow. could feel pretty hard down that they didn't get at least a point from that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So that's the, like I know there's some noise with one game expected goals, but that was a seems like it was a pretty good performance from them at least. Yeah, yeah. and that's fine it margins. It definitely, definitely was. Yeah, like Luke said, if they had won that, they would have had 15 points, um, and they would have gotten where Tottenham is right now um, to fifth yeah. on the table. So the goal difference. You know, fine margins. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah. So they've Again, taken on the, the, the big boys, taken on Chelsea, taken on Liverpool. I wonder how they're going to go against City. I don't know how that's going to go, but <laughs> <laughs> got to back them. I love a Luke didn't mention Arsenal. Wait, is Arsenal a big club? Like, it, exactly. I'm like, not, it, it didn't I'm not like surprised by Arsenal. <laughs> I didn't register that he didn't say Arsenal was a big club. Um, 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 I'm not surprised by Arsenal. I don't know what I was expecting. I'm not surprised by them being in the bottom 10. <laughs> You know, and if they were the top 10, I'd be surprised that they were in the top 10. So it would, you know, either way, giving me vibes. I think they are on the up, though. Anyway. Yeah, the underlying stats are atrocious, <laughs> though. So underlying I, I'm stats. Pretty wor- I'm pretty worried about Arsenal, if I'm being honest. Um, Child Norwich. But that's it. Child Burnley. Child Tottenham. <laughs> Dan, here we go. To your time, brother. To your time. <laughs> 3-1. Anyway. Arsenal being Arsenal. But yeah, those were our surprises so far this season. Again, only eight games in. Wow. Uh, I don't know. We might we might do the segment again a few like a few months later. Maybe after uh, maybe in January after the craziness of December has subsided. We'll see. It'll be interesting to yes. see how things change by then. Uh, who's in the top four? My mind has changed immensely. Who knows? Sedan uh, could be at uh, Newcastle, <laughs> Old Trafford, in Newcastle. Just, 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 uh, just a young question, Zach. Like, at at what point do you think Ollie out could be like a genuine concern for him now? And the at club? the moment, like, what, 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 what more? Yes, like, what more will it take for it to become proper? Like, you know, I I read a piece by I think it was Ollie K from the Athletic, and basically it was United. The the board was saying that they. I don't know how he to sack him. He has a lot of credit with the club. So yeah. from that, it seems like if things do go sideways for the season, yeah. you know, United don't qualify for the knockout stage of the Champions League. They finish outside the top four. I think once all of that is confirmed, that'll yeah. probably be the earliest I see Oli getting potentially but, getting sacked. And even then, okay. I think we might even see him. We could like. I think there's a greater than 50% chance we see Ali staying the whole season. Mm. Wow. Okay. If that happens, I think Ronaldo will leave Just be- at the end of the season. <laughs> he does have, I, I think he does have an option. I don't sure if the option is on his side or on the team side. Um, but I know it's a one year plus the option for a second. So, mm. uh, who knows? Maybe United let him go. Maybe he chooses to go. I don't know what's going to... Maybe it's a mutual thing, but we could see United you know, Ronaldo leave. Which, you know what? I might be happy with because he didn't really do much yesterday at all. Mm. Like, he offers yeah. very little to this United team. Like, like I said, he's uh like, slightly more talented version of what Edison Cavani gives you. And Edison Cavani <laughs> actually... To be honest, Edison Cavani potentially gives you more because Edison Cavani presses and actually, like, runs off the ball. So... 
I don't know. Just unite mm. to make this sad. <laughs> and on that Hot lovely takes, note, Bozak. Uh, we wish you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh Yeah, we wish you a good week. Um, thank you for staying with us um, for this forty this, minutes. This yeah. lovely forty we, minutes. We didn't minutes. go too long. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting shorter <laughs> and shorter. We know we don't take up too much of your time. Um, but yeah thank you for listening Uh, be sure to rate review the podcast Uh, tell your friends tell your your omas and your your opas and your your what else Luke your opas your omas your tannies everything for potential bloom listeners smash that like button and yeah we'll see until next time this has been the two cents crew of the two cents footy podcast